Orsman opened its first car dealership in 1921. Now, over 100 years and many dealerships later, Orsman of Virginia can proudly say that when it comes to your car buying needs, if you want it, we've got it. Saving selection and service? Check. Lifetime engine guarantees and car washes? Check. Loaner cars and free Virginia inspections? Check and check. See, over the past 100 years, we've learned that to succeed in business, we've got to keep our customers happy. And that's the Oarsman story. Oarsman Chantilly Toyota. Let's ride together. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Redskins Talk, the podcast. I am J.P. Finley from CSN Mid-Atlantic. I am actually talking to you from Mobile, Alabama. I am down here to cover the Senior Bowl. I am here with local celebrity and photographer Mitch Tischler. Mitch, say what's up. What's up, everybody? And we got a, uh, a very special guest. We are happy to welcome 106.7 The Fan, Redskins reporter Brian McNally to the podcast. What's going on, everybody? That is Scoop McNally. Quick, funny story. Everybody calls McNally Scoop. We were trying to get his attention, and I yelled Scoop across the end zone of the Mobile Stadium. And about 10 old white dudes looked at me because I think that was a pretty popular nickname 30 years ago for newspaper reporters. One other fun McNally note. He has incredible handwriting. He takes these notes very meticulously, perfectly straight across the lines, small letters, very, very impressive. I never learned cursive, folks. My education failed me, so I just print everything out. So is that a credit? St. Bernadette's? Is that a good yeah, guess? Yes, yeah. St. Bernadette's <laughs> failed me. I nailed that. Yo, too. There's going to be some nun chasing you around from St. Bernadette's with you talking about your lack of cursive <clears throat> training. They will not be happy with me there. But... Careful with that ruler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Alternative facts. All right, um, Senior Bowl is very cool, and there's a lot we want to talk about, but there's been big news for the Skins this week outside of the college seniors they are prospecting here. Let's start. uh, All three of us were there yesterday when Jay talked. There's a lot to kind of break down from that conversation. To me, the, the biggest news, the headline out of there, is Jay saying he totally anticipates Kirk Cousins being the Redskins starter in 2017. Tischler, what did you hear from that soundbite? You heard Jay say what he had to say or was going to say. There's not much else that the head coach can say in this in this situation. He's going to create a media firestorm if hot, if he or Bruce or Scott or anyone oh, else right. says we'll anything. Get, we'll get to Bruce later. All right. Well, just, just saying there's not much else he could have said other than what he did. Scoop, what would you hear? Yeah, I mean, I heard a guy who's had his quarterbacks back almost two years now and uh, was not going to change tact at this point. He wants Kirk back and uh, thinks he probably should deserves to be back. But um, I, I don't know, JP. I don't think I would – I wouldn't take that vote of confidence as 100%. Kirk's coming back, everybody, long term. They're going to strike a deal. I think they're saying what they have to say uh, as of January 25th. 2017 and what happens on March 1st will go a much, much longer way toward uh, 
figuring out exactly what the end game here is with with Kirk Cousins. Right on. I, I agree. So let's let's flip the page then to what Kirk said. And all three of us are here in Mobile, so none of us got to talk to Kirk when he talked in Orlando at the Pro Bowl. But to paraphrase, he said, we like it in Washington, we hope to build something there. And so for me, the difference is both Bruce and Jay talked about Kirk's going to be our guy in 2017, and Kirk said, I want to build something there. And, And it's just so obvious that they are, you know, kind of disguising it. But Kirk's talking long-term, and Jay and Bruce are saying this year he's our guy. You hearing the same thing? I think yeah. you're getting a little nuanced in in the wording of everything. I think Kirk has had a pretty successful two seasons, at least on the stat line. At least on the stat line. At least on the stat line. Um, so he's got to feel good in this offense. So you got to believe that he would he would want to stay in it without the other factors being what they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think... Kirk um, what wants to be here, would prefer to be here probably long-term, but at, at his price, right, at, at what he thinks is Big fair market up. value. Yeah. Um, and the Redskins, that's, that's where the rub is coming in, guys, is, is that, yeah, the Redskins probably go, you know what, sure, we can, we can roll with Kirk as our quarterback, but not at $24 million a year or whatever, whatever they would have to pay at this point on a long-term deal. Um, and that's where you're kind of seeing the friction is um, it is a negotiation and it's a negotiation complicated by the fact that, um, that that Kirk will have he doesn't he doesn't have the options right now, but he certainly has people in other organizations who probably would love to get their hands on him and bring him in long term. And if the Redskins don't necessarily feel the, the same way, they're good for 17, but beyond that is a giant question mark. And the closer we get, by the way, to that end of next season, the closer Kirk um, has his own, uh, I guess, fate in his own hands. Now, that's not gonna this this leverage thing is gonna flip here pretty soon, big time. And and you know, we haven't heard a lot from Kirk since the end of the season, but the one interview he did was on the fan with with Grant and Danny, and he talked about he kind of feels he doesn't have a choice again for this year, right. like like when he was drafted. And he's being honest because the Skins are going to franchise him. Whether or not they get a long-term deal, I think he's going to get franchised prior to a long-term deal. I, I don't think they're going to announce a long-term deal before March 1. So the thing to me then is, yeah, exa- exactly. I don't, I don't see any way a long-term deal gets done before, really, JP, even before July 15th. Right. I, I think this thing goes right to the deadline. And, and now you're looking at it. So the Redskins had what they had to say yesterday. Bruce and, and Jay were publicly supportive. He'll be our quarterback. Now the question is, do they use the exclusive tag on him or do they use the non-exclusive tag? And if they use the non-exclusive tag, to me, that is them baiting teams oh, yeah. into an offer sheet and then a possible trade because there's really no other reason to use to the not non-exclusive. Go, right. right, totally. Unless you don't open him up unless you want it opened up. Unless you think you're okay with with somehow events conspiring and you lose the player. And and that's if you're okay with that because you might get the number 2 pick in return. I know there's varying opinions on what How wild is that? I'm sorry to interrupt you. That yeah. Schefter report makes all of this so much more complicated. No question. And where is that thing coming from? <laughs> uh, the, the the moving parts here are, are off the charts. I mean, it's it's crazy. Right. But you the, talk... Oh, go ahead. Well, just, just your, 
you're analyzing the player and what you want to pay the player, but then you're also saying, will there be other teams interested? There's just, and what will they give us in return? And then on top of that is, do we want to start rebuilding with these top draft picks that we would get back? Or do we want to run, you know, not only have Kirk back, but build on what's already here. There's a million different directions. This team can go. You talked about that leverage switch between Kirk and the team and that can come as early as March. If they use the exclusive tag on them, that leverage automatically flips to Kirk's, Kirk's camp because it, he knows that he's playing 17 under that dollar amount, and it's whether he wants to sign long-term. If they use the transition on him, all of a sudden Kirk can go out there and shop deals and find a, find a contract for him. True. So, Very true. What, what do you guys think if, if, um, if he is exclusively franchised? Then Does you've got to get a deal done. Well, but what? Ha- but then what's his incentive? Because right. now he's right. the classic, now he is a true free agent. Not true because the Redskins could franchise him again, but that would be a disaster economically. We right. all know that. But so You're I, saying I, in 18. I'm, in 18, in 18 right. yeah. So I'm saying on, July, on June 30th, what is Kirk's, um, why does he want to sign a long-term deal if he knows he's getting $24 million for the next year and then is going to be pretty much a true free agent. What what incentive does he have to come to the table? With the salary cap also going up right. yeah, 8%, 13%, you know, that makes him 8% more expensive and then 13% more expensive. There's a big if. Assuming he can... So, uh, to me, Kirk was better in 2015 than he was in 2016. I know the yardage total went up by almost 800 yards, but... Kirk never – I know he was good in November. He had a great game against the Packers, a really good game against the Cowboys, but he didn't have that sustained period of excellence in 2016 like he did in 2015. Those 11 games. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe – so you're saying why would he want to? Maybe he doesn't want to have to deal with – I also think – and this is not reporting, and Kirk would never – I don't think would ever say this. I, I think there are times where he is – perhaps cautious or perhaps overthinking specific plays that if there wasn't this you know this constant cloud of contract discussion that maybe he could just be more comfortable and not have to always be analyzing everything quite so much JP just talking to people close to him down here I think that's spot on I think they they see a guy that um, that can overthink things too much that can that he's gotten better at it that he's not necessarily, um, you know, a finished product in that respect, and it can still rear its ugly head at times. Um, Dude, I mean, think that's... about the play. I think that end zone interception against the Cowboys in Week Two yep. haunted him for weeks, and and I think to to pin the red zone woes on that throw is 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 overstating it, but. I think he was cautious to try to zip the ball into spots where he has the arm strength to do it. But don't you think that some of that tightness that he may be playing with based on the contract is also based on more or less the lack of support that he's had from the upper levels of the, of the franchise? I think it goes hand in hand. I think yeah. that all goes together. Yeah. I think the more that they franchise him and don't, and don't you know, commit to him, the more, the more tight he's going to be, the more careful he's going to be because he is ultimately at some point going to get a long-term contract from someone somewhere. somewhere, and that could be anywhere from the, you know, fifteen to twenty million dollar range if he has a bad twenty seventeen or an average twenty seventeen, to the twenty to twenty five million dollar range if he has a good seventeen. I had a, I had a guy tell me the other day that quarterbacks inherently are need to be reassured. 
<clears throat> to the point where even a guy like Tom Brady has to be. Dude, my boss would tell you reporters are the same <laughs> way, that we need to be reassured that we're doing things well. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I would almost argue that any profession where you're constantly putting yourself out there for criticism and, and for <laughs> the public view, you, you like to get positive feedback. Everybody forgive Scoop for a minute. He's, he's currently dying in the back. Um, I'm gonna, I'm a little verklempt back there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna real quick set the scene. We always like to do this. We are currently in Mitch's rental car. What are we, what are we in here, dude? Uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> Hyundai Sonata from Hertz. A beautiful Hyundai Sonata. I think it's Hyundai. How do you pronounce it? Hyundai? I don't know. All right. Well, somebody tweet us the answer with that. Uh, we're in a nice Hyundai Sonata that, I tell you what, of all the rental cars we've had, this one's legit because it has... An, a phone charger cord. A lot of these c- rental cars don't have that. Which, if anyone who follows Rich Tandler knows, that both me and JP constantly <laughs> need our devices re, uh, recharged. We so. are we are constantly running out of juice. Scooby, you now going for a going cough for, drop? Going for the halls. All right. And this rental car also has XM radio, which is pretty dope. It is. More importantly, outside the car. Outside is the car. The, we're outside the uh, Lad People Stadium in Mobile, where uh, the Senior Bowl practices are going on. And my favorite part of this entire experience every year is the people that come out and tailgate Senior Bowl practices. It smells barbecue. You got beer being drank. You got tents up. I think they were like cooking steaks, dude. It smells delicious. Yeah. Every time it makes me hungry walking by them. And I can't stress this enough. This is practice, man. We're talking about practice. And these dudes were here yesterday. They're here today. And they were, they're they here early. It's five hours of practice. I mean, each team practices for two and a half hours, 2.15 with a break in between. These guys are here before practice starts. They're here through the end of practice, and uh, what, they're kind of my heroes. I what line of work are you in that you can tailgate during the week the Senior Bowl practices? Probably no line of work. <laughs> That's true. I see a U.S. Postal uh, uh, truck, so, Uh-oh. you know. Who knows what that, that might just like be. A, a, that's, that's a Jeep. Jeep. That's a Jeep with a U.S. Postal sticker on it. Yeah, so... In rural areas, did you know this, Mitch? I did In rural areas... The postman, post person, the person delivering mail is <coughs> is contracted out. So it's just like a dude in a car delivering mail. So maybe that is a dude in a car that delivers mail and he took the week off. You know what? If you're an independent contractor, you take a week off, you hang out and watch a little football. I mean, you know, when was the last time they had football here in Mobile? Last senior bowl? Uh, I don't I, know. Don't, high school? Don't forget about the South Alabama Jaguars. Oh, my God. They're here in Mobile. <laughs> just because Mitch is a degenerate gambler and bets on the South Alabama Jaguars all the time. All right, Scoop, have you recovered? You back Probably in business? Not, but let's, let's power forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, recording this podcast has been a show. We thought we found a great location at this nice table, and we got a minute in, and like four tractors pulled up to take away the tables. I we thought were that at. forklift was going to take me out. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. All right. So, we've, we've talked to Kirk pretty at length. Um, McNally, I don't know if I've talked to you about the Minuski hire and kind of what you think about it, but even more than that, is everybody throwing Joe B under the bus? Jay's response has been, Minuski believes in the players we have and we think we can get more out of these players. Like, like what is that? Jay kind of threw him under the bus a little bit, I think. I think you're right. That was that was weird. That was a little harsh. Players themselves like Joe B. They like him as a person. I uh, had one right. guy, JP, tell me he thought the staff around Joe B was not um, up to par. So what does that mean? You know, I, obviously they only fired two other defensive coaches. So 
there was some dysfunction. It's fair to say well, in the and secondary. You, and they say that all the time, that they want the team to play together as a unit. So, clearly, the, the team believes some stuff wasn't going right. We saw these guys. We saw that things weren't going right. You saw guys arguing on the field, off the field, on the sidelines. And just and confusion, not confusion before plays. Right, right. Yeah. Guys looking over, hands in the air. Guys doing their own thing, totally. You know the thing that Joby did that was... Uh, when they they were particularly struggling against the uh, the up tempo offenses, and he went to that college look with the uh, build with the playboards and pointing to the different four different uh, four different signs, and that's still even going what I would think is a little easier to the uh, college to the college style of game of uh, play calling didn't help them out much. It's hard to know. You know, there's the phrase X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's, whatever it is. Like, at some point, how could it be so confusing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I agree. At some point, it's also on the players, but if, you know, when you were learning math as a kid, if you didn't get, you know, addition, you weren't going to get multiplication. So if early on things were confusing and he spent the season building on on a confusing concept, then it's possible the guys never got it from day one and... It wouldn't get any easier if you keep building on it. Players tune you out too, JP. They they just they say, you know what, this isn't working, and they just check out mentally. Really, well, dude. B. Mitch has told me stories where he determined he knew more than coaches, and he was like, "I'm done with this guy." Yeah. And and I think, especially as that team kind of continued to struggle late in the year, there may have been some of that right or wrong. I real quick, we're talking about taking shots. Are you taking a shot at me with the math talk? No. I know you, I know you struggle at math, but I can handle addition and multiplication. <laughs> addition, I'll give I'm, you. I'm not even sure I can do that much. <laughs> right, you're cursive, you're math. We're struggling yeah. over here, yeah, guys. dude. Our, Montgomery our County, yeah, our, yeah. Our Catholic school education <laughs> struggling right now. Um, I will say about uh, guys tuning it out, and I don't, you know, I don't know this from anything, but obviously there was a lot of talk earlier in the year about the Josh Norman traveling, and if things can go south that quickly, and if they did go south that quickly, you're talking two, three weeks into the season, guys may have been, and I stress may, have been tuning him out. And at that point, no matter how good of a defensive coach you are, if guys aren't listening to you and you don't have, you know, you don't have that connection, that that makes things hard all the way around on the defense. Well, and let's drill a little deeper there. We know from his Twitter feed, Bashad Breland was not happy when Norman got signed. We, whether or not you believe the Chris Cooley story about. Josh Norman getting, uh, what do you get, Duke Iannaccio's number. Yeah. Josh Norman got Duke Iannaccio's number. Whatever happened, if there was anybody unhappy or not, I'm sure it was at least a discussion. I mean, there, there were there appeared to be some fissures in that secondary before week one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> early on. And Bashad didn't have a particularly good year, period, which, you know. He should have. He's a good player. Yeah. And adding Josh Norman should only help him. Right. I think, I think Bashad. I, like I feel like they wanted him to be the other outside guy. He's really good as a slot corner. I, I don't think that should be like looked down upon. That interesting to see what Manuski does there. Then yeah, right? depends how you look at Brandon Sheriff. Right, should be a tackle. He's a really good guard, but people kind of look down <laughs> on it because he drafted a guard at number six. Just comparing the two. Now we're going guard talk no. Ooh, with Leonard Williams hanging out there. Oh man! Oh, oh boy! Where's Jay Reed? We're really tweet, going deep on this. Are coming now. Jay Reed. Um, well, and even Jay. I mean, that Jay's not going to outrun that line of we've had three first round picks since I've been here. 
one we didn't have, yeah. one hasn't played, and one's a guard. <laughs> and the way he said a guard was so, so biting, please, I would say. Please, Jay, never change. Yeah, never, oh, ever dude, change. he's the best to talk to, man. He really is. And he's gotten much smarter with his honesty, but he'll still, he's funny, man. He's funny. He's got an edge to him. Uh, I mean, whether that helps him all the time or not, probably doesn't. But you know what? It's good for us. Yeah. We could be dealing with other coaches that are less uh, less forthcoming, say it that way. I think going with going back to Greg Minuski, he fits that mold to a T. Dude, I the mean, stuff he's going to say is going to be wild. It's yeah. going to be great. And he is the most enthusiastic guy. He had his uh, chew gum and, you know. Chew bubble gum and kick ass. I think we can say, I think right. we can say that the podcast. on the podcast. Right. Right? Yeah. By the way, a profane is not too strong a word for him during position Dude, drills. in Richmond, like, you almost <clears throat> yeah. felt bad if there were kids listening, you know, because it's open to the fans and there's... <laughs> and Scott McLuhan called him half crazy when he, he when we were down here last year when they hired him. So um, maybe that's what they're looking for. When uh, when Josh Norman came in for his, uh, you know, meeting the, meeting the people and signing the contract situation, I uh, Minuski stopped outside the gates uh, with a couple of the media folk there and asked if Josh had been inside yet. You know, we told him he was. And the string of expletives of excitement that came from his <laughs> mouth as he was talking oh, so about you're parked outside the gate and he's asking? We're outside the way. I was outside the gate <laughs> waiting for the Josh Norman Brigade of SUVs to come in. Oh, wow. They came in about five minutes later. Minuski came up. Had, I, I, that was my first time meeting the man. You know, introduced, introduced each other. He, you know, he asked what was going on. If Josh was inside yet, I told him he was. And he just unleashed a tirade of expletives about like how happy, excited. Happy expletives? Very happy expletives about getting a guy like that into the building first and having an opportunity to sign him. And from that day forward, he was, he had a big check mark in my book. I was I was pleased dealing with him most of the year last year. Love it. Love I'm, it. <laughs> I'm thinking of, in forgetting Sarah Marshall, are those happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> um, <Luckily>. All right. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> all, right. all right. We are at the Senior Bowl. We are... In a Hyundai Sonata outside of Lad Peebles Stadium. The spelling on Lad Peebles is, is quite unique. It's L-A-D-D-P-E-E-B-L-E-S, in case anybody was wondering. Uh, Scoop, who's somebody that caught your eye, man? A player. Who caught my eye? I'm putting um, you on the spot. Yeah. Um, the Michigan defensive end I liked today. Um, Warmly, the big kid? Uh, yeah, or? I thought Warmly looked pretty good. Um, He's massive. He's huge. He's huge and looks like, you know, looks like a playmaker. Kind of fits a position of need, right? Sure. Um, like an edge rusher type. Uh, I don't know. He's he's um, someone that caught my eye a little bit. It's tough with so many guys out there to, to pick just one. But totally. I, he's definitely one that, that I thought stood out. What about you, Stitchell? Uh, certainly one guy who got me early was... Yo, uh, Mitch had a monster man crush on this guy. Which guy? Your Ohio Tell guy. <laughs> to Sean Bur- the, uh to Sean Burrell? Yeah. Nah, he was edge rusher, big tall dude, looked like he had a little uh little muscle on him, and in the one on one drills, he was just crushing tackles around the edge. And when they went to eleven on eleven, he was pulling up early because he would have had sacks on the quarterbacks that were here. You know, I don't know where he necessarily fits in a Redskins defense per se. <laughs> Cause uh talking to a couple of scouts around, they see him more as a Pass rushing third down defensive end as opposed to a outside linebacker guy that might not be able to drop well. But, you know, he looked real impressive in one day of watching practices at 
Lad People Stadium. Right. JP, you want one more? Yeah. Cooper Cooper Cup from Eastern Washington. Cooper Cup. Now we're talking. That was a deep he, cuts. He looked like a. Is uh, that the receiver? He's the receiver. Yeah, he looked like uh, like a mini Cole Beasley there. So I, I thought he uh, seemed to catch most everything thrown his way. I thought he was impressive. Maybe a guy that could sneak into the third round, something like that. And they play on that beautiful red turf out in uh, Spokane, oh, Washington. How many degenerate late-night bets have you put in on Eastern Washington, Mitch? I'll tell you what, in the um, FCS playoffs, uh, this is, what, three years running now, I think, they've been in it. And uh, they won a game or two, and they're always a tough place to go play, and they put up a lot of points. So a lot of fun if you want a uh, mid-afternoon Saturday, Friday, FCS over. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think he broke some records down at, or up at Eastern Washington as well. I, th- whatever, <clears throat> I guess I that's F- like FBS or FCS. FCS. Yeah. One double A, whatever you want to call had it. Had a ton of, I think he had 300 yard catches or seasons and uh, 100 catch seasons. There it is. And then another 90 catch season as a freshman. So he, he put up massive numbers. Could be system based, yeah. but he certainly looks like a guy that, that fits. Uh, Fits the profile of a good slot receiver. A receiver I liked was the kid Zay Jones from ECU. He, mm-hmm. He's just super quick. Um, another guy that caught my... Did you notice how many Michigan players there are? They must have had 25 seniors on that team. Because everywhere you look, you see that Michigan helmet. Um, but they had a big guard. This dude, Kyle Kyle Kalis. Kyle Kalis. I don't know how to say his name. But... One-on-ones for offensive linemen tend to be pretty tough because it's they're kind of forced to pass block and, you know, O-linemen want to be run blocking anyway. Well, and there's no threat of the run, right. so the D-line doesn't totally. have to pretend to respect anything. He was pretty consistent, man, and and they've got him listed as a guard. He's a big boy, 6'5", six, six, 305. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen with Sean Laval. The skins aren't in a position where they need to make a lot of changes, but if they were, you'd think that's one of them. It's one of those, yeah. Who is... All right, hold on. Sorry, listeners. Somebody's exiting the stadium right now, and there's like a hundred dudes trying to get his autograph. Who is that? Could it be John Elway? It's definitely Could a lot be. of Broncos. Yeah, a lot of Broncos gear there. And and there's a car waiting for him. So maybe that is Elway. <clears throat> I'd recommend he get in that car quick. Should we? That's a mob. What are the chances we get John Elway on the Redskins Talk podcast and we talk about the '87 Super Bowl? Probably slim to none. Slim to none. All right, Mitch nailed that. All right, let me throw one more out there that Redskins fans are gonna love slash hate. Uh, Maryland people might remember Amba, Amba Edatawo. Uh He's a uh, 6'4 wide receiver from Maryland slash uh, Syracuse now. And uh, for if the Redskins are to keep running that uh, fade in the end zone, he uh, he made a he made a uh, a living of uh, catching those fades at Syracuse. So, jeez, oh, you're trying to go fade talk, dude. I'm just trying, trying, to, trying to get to... The, trying to give the people what they want. That's what they don't want. Obviously, you're not. I know you can't be on Twitter on game days because you're down on the field filming, but people scream about the fades. The people being Jay Gruden and Scott McLuhan and. The offensive staff. Sean McVay out west might want him too. Yeah. Sean McVay loved those fades too. Sean McVay loved those fades. All right. This is going to be our last topic, and we need to address something here. Chad Dukes is sullying my name on the radio with my <laughs> affinity for coleslaw. So let's 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 talk about this lunch we all had. We went to this place called the Brick Pit in Mobile. It was great. Wonderful, really good barbecue. establishment. What did you get, Scoop? <clears throat> because of my throat issues here, I went with a, a just a regular pulled pork sandwich. I, I wasn't feeling how was it? or anything like that. It was great. It was great. I don't know that that's what you would uh, you would go with normally here, but um, it was it was good. All got, right, got a couple sides. What what sides did you get? Uh, some baked beans and uh, and the coleslaw. All right, Mitchell, what'd you get? 
I went with the smoked chicken too, and I actually also went with the uh, double coleslaw side, baked beans at noon before you're going to sit outside in the sun for five <laughs> hours. Seemed a little tough for me, I know for JP too. Thank you. So Chad Dukes, if you're listening, what you're not, I didn't want to eat baked, be- baked beans when I had to walk around and try to get these guys to talk to me on TV all day. For the record, we went soul food yesterday, and JP went with... Collard greens, he went with Collard mac beans, and green, green beans, mac and cheese. Yeah, and cornbread. And cornbread. So, he's a man who likes his sides. Yeah, give I'll, me I'll a break, He's a man who likes his sides, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's not, look at me, dude. It's not like I'm, I'm on some, I'm a vegan that, that won't eat anything that isn't naturally produced from South America, man. For the record. That, I love that I've been in a, on, a, on a podcast and on Dukes' show and, and JP's lunch Habits have taken up like at least ten minutes of the of the talk. For the record, we're in the south. I don't think there's anything vegan here. Period. Uh, no. And and tonight I'm gonna get a steak and a potato. Oh, I like it. That's what I'm going for anyway. We all on board with the steak place tonight? Absolutely. 100%. All right, we've eaten well here. We have. You can eat well in Mobile. Yo, the best part of eating here has been it's the Reese's Senior Bowl. Oh my god! I've had more Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups in the last two days than I have had in the rest of my life. Well. We- since the last time I was here. We went to the media reception last night where you can kind of interview a lot of the guys and just have conversations. And they had Reese's, like bowls of Reese's everywhere. Just unlimited amounts. You can get dozens of them. And I, I might have. Yeah, I ate a lot, man. And I, like <coughs> full well knowing I was going to get a stomach ache, I just kept crushing Reese's. I mean, this thing keeps going. But as we're talking, our barbecue guys, the tailgaters out there, just loaded up the smoker and are dropping in some, it looks like, Ribs and wings over there. So practice is almost over. Like it's time to go home. Guys. <laughs> right. these guys are, they're these just guys getting are warmed up, tailgating to a next to the next level. You know, they're worried about all this traffic <clears throat> leaving the stadium. That's yeah, what. they're just yeah. gonna hang out here for a while. Yeah, bro, rush hour, food. rush hour outside of Lad. God people. bless them. Looks great. All right, Scoop, you played through pain today. We really appreciate it. Sorry for the choking. <laughs> it only adds to the ambiance. <laughs> um, Mitch, any final thoughts? Nope. Nope. All right, that's a good note to end it on. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We are hoping to do one more podcast later this week with Josh Norris of NBC Sports. He is the hardcore draft guy that is going to give you more information than you can possibly want on 90 of these uh, Senior Bowl kids. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.